Ciao, Bella. I am Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, and this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit. Tune into the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and click the bell to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. I offer listeners cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, psychic, intuitive, or card readings, or learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading. Learn more at nevertoolate.biz. May good fortune and magic come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. In today's episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, I am so excited to share stories that curiously intersect with Christmas, Yule, and the Winter Solstice as well as ancient sacred feminine rituals, female shamanism of Eastern Europe, Northern Russia, and more. Today, just this morning, I was guided to this information, and that's why I'm so excited by this history and myth and lore that I never heard of before this morning. And today is the winter solstice and Christmas is just a few days away. So I decided that this would be the topic for this week's episode. First, I want to give proper credit to the woman who pulled all this information together so beautifully, Danielle Proham Olson, who says she's a bookish nature girl and Earth Mother, who loves to read and eat, especially at the same time. Her gorgeous website, gathervictoria.com, weaves together ancestral food wisdom, herbal folklore, and goddess traditions, taking you on a culinary pilgrimage through seasonal celebrations of the wheel and seasons of the year. She traces myth lore and ancient rituals about Christmas and the winter solstice in her article, Doe a Deer, a Female Reindeer, the Spirit of Winter Solstice. And now I'm going to tell you the most unusual winter solstice and Christmas story I've ever encountered. Long before Santa charioted his flying steeds across our mythical skies, it was the female reindeer who drew the sleigh of the sun goddess at winter solstice. It was when the holiday became Christianized, the pagan traditions of winter, that white-bearded man, i.e. Father Christmas, was born. Today, it is her beloved image that adorns Christmas cards and Yule decorations, not Rudolph, because unlike the male reindeer who sheds his antlers in winter, it is the doe, the female deer who retains her antlers, and it is she who leads the herds in winter. So this season, when we gather by the fire to tell children bedtime stories of Santa and his flying reindeer, 
why not tell the story of the ancient dear mother of old? It was she who once flew through winter's longest dark night with the life-giving light of the sun in her horns. Ever since the early Neolithic, when the earth was much colder and reindeer more widespread, the female reindeer was venerated by northern people. She was the life-giving mother, the leader of the herds upon which they depended for survival, and they followed the reindeer migrations for milk, food, clothing, and shelter. And from the British Isles, Scandinavia, Russia, Siberia, across the land bridge of the Bering Strait, she was a revered spiritual figure associated with fertility, motherhood, regeneration, and the rebirth of the sun, the theme of the winter solstice. Her antlers, adorned shrines and altars, were buried in ceremonial graves and were worn as shamanic headdresses. Her image was etched in standing stones, woven into ceremonial cloth and clothing, cast in jewelry, painted on drums, and tattooed onto skin. The reindeer was often shown leaping or flying through the air with neck outstretched and legs flung out fore and aft. Her antlers were frequently depicted as the tree of life, carrying birds, the sun, moon, and stars. And across the northern world, it was the dear mother who took flight from the dark of the old year to bring light and life to the new. For the Sami, the indigenous people of the Nordic countries, Biavi is the name for the sun goddess associated with motherhood, the fertility of plants, and the reindeer. At winter solstice, warm butter, which is a symbol of the sun, was smeared on doorposts as a sacrifice to Biavi so she could gain strength and fly higher and higher into the sky. Biavi was often shown accompanied by her daughter in an enclosure of reindeer antlers and together they returned green and fertility to the land. Many winter goddesses in northern legends were associated with the solstice. They took to the skies led by a bevy of flying animals. One tells of the return of Sole, the Lithuanian and Latvian goddess of the sun. She flew across the heavens in a sleigh pulled by a horned reindeer and threw pebbles of amber, symbolizing the sun, into chimneys. Mary B. Kelly's book, Goddess Embroideries of Eastern Europe, explores images of the horned deer mother in the sacred textiles of women. The image of the mother goddess, Rohanitsa, is often shown with antlers and gives birth to deer as well as children. For her feast day in late December, most likely the solstice, white iced cookies shaped like deer were given as presents or good luck tokens, and red and white embroidery depicting her image were displayed. Russian kozuli are similar cookies baked during winter celebrations, Christmas and New Year. Often called roe, these cookies were originally small, three-dimensional figures, most often shaped in the form of reindeer, and birds, fish, bears, flowers, stars, and trees, 
images associated with the ancient goddesses of the land. These magic talismans brought wealth, prosperity, good fortune to the family, and were also gifted to relatives, friends, and neighbors, and even animals and pets. They were displayed in the home as charms to protect from evil spirits and were used for Christmas divination by girls and young men on Epiphany evenings. Today, Kozuli are often defined as meaning Shigo in Russian, but in the northern White Sea region where they originated, the word Kozulia means snake or curl. This is believed to refer to the spiral of life and the curling antlers of the reindeer, whose twisted horns had different meanings, including friendship, love, health, and longevity. Sometimes the horns carry apples, birds, or depictions of winged suns. They were traditionally colored white and pink, obtained with the juice of lingonberries or cranberries. This year, Danielle created her own version of traditional cookies. They were a simple shortbread made with dried cranberry powder, and you can find that recipe on Gather Victoria Patreon. They aren't nearly as fancy as she might have liked, and she says, who has the time or the skill? But they were made in the spirit intended, and it did take a little work with the cranberry powder. They came out gloriously red, and the icing sugar, of course, is white. These colors are thought to descend from Siberian legends, in which the reindeer took flight each winter after ingesting the hallucinogenic Amanita muscaria mushroom. The archetypal red toadstool with the white spots, shamans would join them on a vision quest by taking the mushrooms themselves. Climbing the tree of life in her horns, they would take flight like a bird into the upper realms. Other folktales tell how shamans dressed in red suits with white spots would collect the mushrooms and then deliver them through chimneys as gifts on the winter solstice. Talk about a wild night. While many historical explorations of the pagan origins of Christmas observe the link between Santa's garb and the red and white Amanita mushroom that was ingested by shamans, few mention that in fact it was the female shamans who originally wore red and white costumes trimmed with fur, horned headdresses, or felt red hats. The ceremonial clothing worn by medicine women healers of Siberia and Lapland was green and white with a red peaked hat, curled toed boots, reindeer mittens, fur lined and trim. Sound familiar? Considering that most of the shamans in this region were originally women, it is likely that their traditional wear is the true source for Santa's costume. And it is also very likely that they were the first to take shamanic flight with the reindeer on winter's darkest night. And while these women are largely forgotten today, the dear mother still lives in our Christmas cards, seasonal decorations, and tales of Santa's flying reindeer. And while we may not recognize her, she believes some deep, old part of ourselves still remembers the original Mother Christmas who brought light and new life to the world.
So this solstice, take a moment to remember the forgotten winter goddesses of old and their magical reindeer. Look out from your warm, cozy home into the cold of the darkening eve. And on the sacred night when that sun is reborn, look for the dear mother flying across starry skies, carrying the tree of life in her horns. Now, Danielle wrote a postscript because she had so many responses to this blog post. And people really wanted to know the sources that she used for the post. Many had never heard of the Dear Mother or her female shamans, which, of course, is no surprise. Today, the Internet is awash with articles examining the pagan origins of Christmas, but what is consistently overlooked is the idea that there may have been a feminine source for Yule traditions. For example, a plethora of alternative articles observe the link between Santa's red and white garb and the Siberian shaman, and consistently refer to this shaman as him. Little mention is made that the ceremonial clothing was worn by the earliest shamans in the northern regions who were, and still are, female. In fact, the leader of the Mongolian reindeer people, according to a website called EarthPorm, which is P-O-R-M dot com, is a 96-year-old shaman known as Tsuyan, who is female. And when it comes to the deer, well, there is much talk of the stag, but little mention of what was once an important spiritual figure to our northern ancestors, the deer mother. Much historical scholarship has assumed that many horned images found in archaic relics, ritual objects, and artwork were male. But considering the evidence for a reindeer mother goddess cult dating from prehistoric times, many scholars now suggest that some of these images may, in fact, be female reindeer. It's also well documented that early female shamans wore horned headdresses. In Miranda Green's book, Symbol and Image of Celtic Religious Art, she states, Animal symbolism associated with goddesses reached its apogee with horned female images, usually adorned with antlers. The author makes the point that while the antlered god Cernunos is well known in eastern Gaul and is revered in many pagan circles today, there were also feminine counterparts found at many sites such as Claremont Farrard and Besancon. Esther Jacobson compiled the deer iconography of the early nomads of South Siberia and Northern Central Asia. Her book, The Deer Goddess of Ancient Siberia, A Study in the Ecology of Belief, traces the image of the deer from rock carvings, paintings, and monolithic stelae from the Neolithic period down through the early Iron Age. And her study demonstrates that this dear goddess, religion, revolved around female wise women and the dear mother herself. The dear goddess was known across Northern Europe from the dear cult and the dear goddess cult of the ancient Caledonians by J.G. McKay. 
There are an immense number of traditions, references, notice of customs, and various minor matters which show conclusively that there formally existed in the highlands of Scotland two cults, probably pre-Celtic, a deer cult and a deer goddess cult. The latter cult was administered by women only. The book, The Golden Deer of Eurasia, published by the Metropolitan Museum of Art, is a wonderful visual exploration of the sacred significance of the deer and reindeer in the shamanic traditions, which was understood as essentially female and associated with the tree of life, fertility, motherhood, birth, and the rebirth of the sun, which is the theme of the winter solstice. According to an article, reindeer and the sun are very commonly associated in Siberian shamanism. They have also found tattoos on buried shaman women that contain deer featuring antlers embellished with small birds' heads. And since the goddess cultures of the female shaman is most associated with deer, serpent, and bird, it is right that these deer stones were the sacred ritual grounds of women. This reindeer, sun, bird imagery can symbolize the female shaman's soul, transformation from human to deer, from earth of the middle world to higher gates of the middle world and even the lower world. There was another fascinating article that described the ancient traditional clothing worn by medicine women healers in Siberia, which was once known as Lapland. The red peaked felted hats and curled-toed boots and warm mittens of reindeer hide complete what the author believes to be the feminine origins of perhaps the first of a very long line of Santa Claus replications. Their long lineage of connection with the induction of spiritual journeys through the drum, their relationship of healing with reindeer magic, and their ability to create potions and salves which could incite ecstatic visions or shamanic journeys gives us a deeper look at the solstice and contemporary Christmas symbol. These priestesses of the antlered ones who flew through the night to gather blessings and healings and then distributed these gifts to the tribe members must surely be considered as prototypical foremothers of Santa. So... Based on these sources, and she says she could go on, it seems quite certain that there once was an ancient dear mother goddess associated with the sun at winter solstice. It also seems likely that female shamans took a shamanic flight with the dear mother on the sacred night. Today, some of our most cherished Christmas images feature antlered stags, why does this image still speak so strongly to us? Could it be that they evoke an ancient memory? Are we remembering the long-forgotten mother of the winter solstice? Danielle thinks so. And so do I. This whole story reminds me so much of when I read the book, The Woman with the Alabaster Jar. And I don't remember the author, but... Basically, the story used art history to show that Mary Magdalene and Jesus were actually a couple and had been married. 
and it was the most fascinating thing how they drew the symbolism throughout the ages and especially the Middle Ages, the unicorns and so many other things to show that their theory was founded in some truth and depicted in the art through the ages. And so here we have something very similar going on where what we now see as Father Christmas and Santa Claus really came from Mother Christmas, the mother of the solstice and the female shamans. And all of that was sort of buried and suppressed when Christianity took over and sort of adopted and transmuted so many legends, rituals, and belief systems and made them more masculine related. So anyway, I'm happy to bring you this story today. I hope that it inspired you in some way. Maybe you'll be able to reconnect with the mother dear goddess of our foremothers <laughs> instead of our forefathers. And as you celebrate the solstice today, which I hope you do, Connect with her, connect with the stars, connect with the sun and the ancient traditions and feel the energy of that running through your body and your soul. For those memories are always deep implanted within us and you can call them up and reignite them so that you can go on your own remarkable journey. This is Ronnie and Ryan. Wishing you a very Merry Christmas, a very wonderful and expansive solstice, and may the light of the sun shine down on you and yours for a very happy holiday season. This is Ronnie and Ryan Love and Cosmic Coach thanking you for listening today. If you'd like cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, a psychic, intuitive, or card reading, or to learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading, please visit nevertoolate.biz. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe and share it with someone that you love. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Ronnie and Ryan hoping you make the most of the love and magic that always surrounds you.